So then I say, are you in the Mason? And he says, no, but my name's Jason. <laughs> Jason Mason. Jason's Basin at the station. The Jason Dixon line. Jason Bateman, he can satiate them. And he has. He's done many things, Jason Bateman, with his hands. I'll tell you what he's not done with his hands, though. What? Press play on the Big Damn Cast, hey! everybody. Nerdy news, geeky Oi. gossip, new year, yeah. new... Well, they're just new year, and it? it's, just a, it's just a new week. Um, new year, am, new tits. I am Chris New Tits McGee Johnson. And I am tired of this shit. You're Danny Glover? Yeah. Oh. To all for this shit. It's a pleasure to have you on, Danny Glover. Thanks. Um, wow, where do we even begin? Uh, I really loved you in... Um, <clears throat> in Jumanji, the next level. No. No? No. No. That wasn't me. It was the one-armed man. <laughs> <laughs> that felt weird not hearing it in the delivery. It, mm, well. <laughs> it will. How the fuck are you, this, this side of the, <laughs> the, the millennial divide, sir? How are you? All right. Yeah, yeah, coping. Yeah, you know, getting on with, yeah, getting on with shit. Yeah, yeah, you COVID free? Uh, uh, yes, currently. After the most part, <laughs> took it. Eventually, I'm now COVID free. Really? Yes. It feels really? good. It feels good to be COVID free. I'm. Uh, I'm fine. Yeah. I guess I'm. I'm in the. As we recall this, it's the year of our Lord, twenty twenty two. No, we've got. Uh, we've got uh, tonight. Today's Wednesday, right? Today is Wednesday. Today is <clears> Wednesday, the fifth of January. So we've got tonight, Friday morning, Friday night, Saturday, 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 Sunday. We've got seven pantos left as of this moment in time of recording. Oh dear me. Um, and I'm ready for it to be over now. Yeah, I'll bet. I'll yeah, bet. it's it's one of those ones where it's like we're having fun once the show's on. Once the show's on stage, and the audience are having a great time, it's like yeah, this is great. But we're also like, can we just can we just go to bed now, please? Yeah, that'd be lovely. <laughs> It'd be lovely to go to bed. I want to go to bed. I just want. I want to go. To, I want to go to bed. Uh, Fifty four shows down. I'll send you to bed, Chris. Forever. <gasps> With what? A promise of a Christmas kiss? I'll send you to bed with no dinner. Ooh, tell me more. I tell wish to subscribe more. to your newsletter. <laughs> you're, putting um, down, you're picking up what I'm putting down. Oh, is it penis? No, um, no, never. So. Yes, so. so, so. Needle pulling thread. Last time this lot heard our dulcet tones. Yes. It was the last episode of 2021. Yes. Which means yes. y'all have arrived at our annual... Annual? Retrospective of content. Retros- retro um, content spective. <laughs> the best of 2021. Yes. Rest of 2022. Well, it's just technically it's a content retrospective slash content prospective. Yeah, uh, yeah no. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, well, actually, well, actually, it is. Do you know what? 
Do you know what? I'm going to swig my Kenko and agree with you. Yeah, see? I told you. Because we are looking back at all the things we enjoyed about 2021. I'm looking forward to all the things that we're, ex- <coughs> that we're excited about for, 20, for 2020. Oh, it's so bitter. 2020. Yeah, yeah, I am. I am. Mm. And you know why? Fucking <coughs> <laughs> okay, hell. It's because of you, Christopher. That's why I'm so bitter. It's because of you. Why? What have I done? It's always been you, Chris. Terrible things. Terrible, terrible. <clears throat> to the children of this world. Oh, God. Well, before we dive back, <laughs> yes. take a little gander and look at emails and feel um, perineums and all the stuff I that we do at the end of the year. I emails. People have written them. How dare they use their digits. <laughs> um, uh, we need to talk very briefly about episode one of a thingy that came out last week. We do. Uh that as of the time everyone's listening to this, episode two will have come out. In fact, as of the time of us recording this, episode two's out. But, uh, We've not had time I'm to watch not... it yet because it came out today. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to watch it tonight, damn it. Yes. But um, yes, uh, the Mandalorian sequel slash spin-off series, The Book of Boba Fett. The Book of Boba Fett. The Boba Fett of Tinseltown. Um, <laughs> which is... <laughs> Fennec Shan, don't tell me how to run things. I've got this shit covered. <laughs> Just because a blind man knocked me into a vagina in the sand doesn't mean that I'm not level-headed. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bib Fortuna. I mean, we joke. But he is in it. <laughs> but he's fucking in it. Matt Berry is in the book of It took me a minute. the mech droid at Jabba's palace. It took me a minute to be like, yep. is that? It fucking is as well. <laughs> It was by the time he hit Bib Fortuna. Yeah. Like, oh, Jesus that's Christ. Fucking, that's my berry. They're doing it. They're actually freaking doing it. Like, ah. Continuing the tradition of casting, like, more com- comedic actors like Taika yeah. Waititi yeah. and Richard Ayoade yeah. and, like, you know, Bill Burr, like, comedians who've been playing roles in this. Yeah. Um, and here we freaking. I'm just waiting for, like, Kate Micucci to voice someone at some point. It, it just sort of feels like happen. it's her turn. It's going to happen. It's her time, you know? If, if 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 not just playing someone. Yeah. Well, well. But um yeah, Matt Berry's a droid. The same week that Toast of Tinseltown drops. Yes. <laughs> the same week Toast of Tinseltown drops, where the recurring plot element in it is that he's got a part in the new Star Wars movie. Yeah. It's like imagine the cross marketing if they'd have just credited him it, as Stephen Toast. Stephen Toast. <laughs> Stephen Bloody Toast. Um Minor spoilers for the book of Boba Fett episode one, but let's face it. Yeah. There's not really much to spoil. No, it's, it's the setup ep. It's the sep. It's the sep. Indeed he do. Um, it oh, carries on the Mandalorian's strength, which was uh, picture book storytelling. Yeah. You could watch this with the sound off and get the gist of what the hell's going on. More or less. It's low on dialogue, <clears throat> high on visuals. Um, and I like that we're, it looks like what we're going to be getting is an overlapping plot. But set in the present day mm-hmm. of the show, which yeah. is post empire, uh, post imperial rule, yeah, um, and uh, both in flashbacks uh, to the immediate aftermath or thereabouts of the original trilogy, yes, um, From because we don't we don't know how long he was in the Sarlacc for, presumably, no. presumably a bit of time. Because Jabba's ship is wrecked and absolutely covered in sand by the time he gets out. That's true. So it could have, I'd imagine that could have been overnight because of the way Tatooine works. True, but but also considering his skin was scarred, implying digestion had begun. Uh, well, yeah. Um, and that shit lasts a thousand years. That could have been 
Could have been a good couple. He could have been in there a good couple of weeks. Yeah, for all we know. Could yeah, have been in there a while. Um, we got to, what I love. What I love about it is they leave the Sarlax exterior ambiguous. Yeah, like how? Yeah, we see a little bit of its insides, and yeah, then we see under a, the we sand. see like a, we see some tendrils on the sand and like the lip of it. But if you don't like the beak, they didn't confirm the beak. Beak. If you if you prefer the beak, the beak could be down there. It might just be out of shot. There you go. Beaky boy. Sand beak. Beak but- confirmed. Desert butthole squid. Uh, um, yeah, this is true. But, but we saw the inside and it was fucking grotesque. Well, it's the stomach, isn't it? Like Fleshy walls. And, what did you expect? Goopy sacks. You expect a fucking, the fucking party room at Pizza Hut. Like, I don't want it. What is it you're after? <laughs> and a dead trooper. And a, and a dead trooper. Or yeah. a duper. Or a dying trooper. Trooper duper. Who, um, <clears throat> whose oxygen bobber just nicks. Yeah. Because fucking Boba Fett, he don't care. You don't give two shits. I got kicked into a fucking salak. I'm not going to... I'm not going to share oxygen with this fucking stormtrooper. He ain't precious. No, he's, he's not my precious. brother. He, he's, he's not my... He's quite pointedly not my brother. He's my boba? He's, he's my boba. <laughs> that works. I hate um, it, but it works. So we see the fulfillment of events that we've all pictured in our mind. Essentially confirmed to us very quickly. Boba did indeed escape the Sarlacc himself. Clawed his way out through presumably the sides of it and then out through the sand. As described by Patton Oswalt in his uh, cameo in Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is disturbing. Um, or ultimate fan service. Yeah, they, oh, definitely um, ultimate fan service. They, uh, they show... Him being found by Jawas, like, within the day, and them stealing his armor and taking it for themselves. Yep. Setting up the events of uh, Mandalorian Series 2 and, and Cobb Vanth and, yep. and his village. Um, Bob Kampf. <laughs> Timothy Ola Cobb Vanth. <laughs> Everything's um, on Cobbs here. We gotta go. <clears throat> Everything's on Cobbs. What, Corn of Coblin? Yeah. Everyone's favorite Spider-Man villain, Corn, corn of, of Coblin. The, cor- the Corn Coblin. God, Coblin. This is going to be a long Christ. episode, isn't it? Jesus, come on. <laughs> We're very punchy today. Oh, God. I've done a show. But exactly, exactly. Look, I've got a Winter Soldier in a box. Oh, a Winter good, it? Box. Yeah. There's a bonus Disney Plus figure. That it's called Falcon the Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier Flashback. Flashback? So basically... Seven, eight years after we made a previous version, here's a, a really good Winter Soldier, yeah. Captain America, the Winter Soldier style figure. Yeah. With an act- actual Sebastian Stan likeness. We'll sell it to you again. But look, it's actually got guns this time. Yeah, it does actually not have guns. a weird comedy gun that the original one had. Um, comedy gun. Comedy gun like Boba and his comedy weapons. Because we learn about the Tusken Raider camp that takes him in and the child one yes. that kind of uh, not tortures him, but takes him for a ride. And then he saves their life from what could only be described as something that Ray Harryhausen would make it today. Very Harryhausen. It's the fucking um, <clears throat> desert Goro Centaur. Yeah, basically, it it, it it looked like they went. They looked at old Star Trek and went the Gorn. Tuh. Yeah, but what if it were taller and had multiple arms? <laughs> yeah, and, and it's no mi- loincloth. It's, <laughs> it's middle set of arms are also feet. What? Yeah. Yeah, and its head does look like something someone would wear as a mask for a monster in a 60s show. Yeah, too, right? And I kind of loved that. I loved the fact yeah. that it was like a big, scary digital effect, but it looked like a mask. There was a lot of this that felt... I mean, I think some of that was practical from the shots, but also it felt like 
even when it was digital, it felt like practical effects from the seventies. Yeah, and definitely it, the, it, the, the, it, the, the the Tuscans like dog as well. Though, yeah, like, it yeah, it was practical in some shots and CGI in others, and I loved that. Yeah, that was so 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 cool. Um, I really like the flashback story, but the present day one's the one that's got me intrigued. Yes. Because uh, we get the setup that Bob is like, yeah, I'm taking over a criminal empire, but I'm learning, I'm you know really respect. He's getting older. Yeah, like he needs yeah. regular visits to a back to basically a back to pod. Well, I think I don't think that's as much of him getting older as him still suffering from the effects of being digested by the Sarlacc. Well, it's been a while though, hasn't it? So yeah, he's, it has been a while, but he, he was probably yeah. living in the desert for a lot of that. That's true. That's very true. So he needs to regularly top up with his Bacta. Yeah. Which explains probably why he didn't stick around for the finale of Mandalorian. Yeah, he's, he's visibly less scarred in this yeah. than he was in Mandalorian, so that'll be why. That's, prob- that's probably Tamira Morrison going, could we, like, shave a good 45 minutes off the makeup <laughs> For the love of Christ. And they're like, okay, fair enough, Tamira. Um, yeah, uh, uh, so Bo- Boba and Fennec Shand are, like, making deals and arrangements with all the people that Jabba and then Bib Fortuna Bib Fortuna and um <laughs> and uh yeah we get introduced I mean what I love is the whole reveal of oh yeah the Gamorrean guards two of them survived yeah and will totally be loyal to him in exchange for their lives yeah and it's like we get some big fucking pig boys we're getting the pig boys naked pig boys they look really good they had a bit of a makeover as well yeah. like really bold greens and everything mm-hmm. um and uh the most interesting plot development outside of boba being determined to rule with respect um and be cordial to all the people who essentially are under his protection slash threat of um collapse slash ruel yeah um is the setup of the the mayor of one of the yeah. their major domo essentially going hmm yeah cool cool uh we're gonna be making some changes and you you can do fuck all the stoppers yeah yeah so and the fact that it's left on such a fuck is going on yeah no, is is really interesting yeah because you assume that those assassins in the episode are sent from them but we I mean, don't know yet we do don't we? know we don't know yet don't know yet. Um, Tamira Morrison's lovely. I can't wait to see him be given meatier stuff to work with. But as far as like telling a story with very little dialogue this week, yeah. he did a great job. It's um, good. It's good, isn't it? Ming-Na Wen, as always. Ming-Na great job. Wen. She saved Ming-Na a Wen. nation. Uh, I'm curious about something here. What are you curious about? I'm just going to look up Tamira Morrison's yeah. um, age. Okay, so Tamira Morrison is 61, yep. right? And Ming-Na Wen is 58. Yep. So the two leads of our action-packed sci-fi Western series yep. on the biggest streaming platform on the planet yep. are played by people just either side of 60. A, a woman, a middle-aged woman is yeah. a lead in a big yeah. sci-fi action show. Like, yeah. yeah, all right, all right. And and the lead role, again, in a sci-fi action show. yeah. A 61-year-old dude. Yeah. Can we take a moment, ladies and gentlemen, to appreciate that that's pretty fucking cool. It is pretty fucking cool. That is amazing. I mean, I think most people hearing us say this are just going to go, wait, no way is Ming-Na Wen 58. No. no that, that is, <laughs> she is. She is 58. That is unbelievable, <laughs> to be nuts, fair. It's isn't it? Um, 
But when you're a Disney princess, you you, you age slower. That's, yeah, that, it's true. Rules. It's true. It's true. Those are the rules. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's that's really fucking cool. It's very cool. Like the only other time I can think of, and again, people will be able to think of other examples. The only time I can think of are like a big kid series essentially that's like action heavy sci-fi is fronted yeah. by someone of an older older age is, is like the sarah jane adventures where the showrunners have the faith to go yeah absolutely yeah. why not <laughs> it's like okay sure well, that's sort of bold i mean it was helped so by the fact that doctor who was still such a juggernaut at the time oh true but like um when cbbc teamed up with uh, bbc wales the shows they pitched to them for the cbbc spin-off were all like the young doctor yeah or, or a rose tyler spin-off and 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 yeah, Russell T Davies went <laughs> no. Um, oh shit, we've not talked about Eve of the Daleks, have we? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that too. Uh, Let's talk about Eve of the Daleks. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed it. I thought that was uh, the best Doctor Who I've seen in a little bit. Yeah, and also yeah, my, my absolute favorite one since uh, probably Haunting of Villa Diodati. Really? Yeah. Diodotti. Yeah, yeah. It, it was um, really, really, really fun. A couple of weird plot holes, like. It, you pro- you don't have to write him as being someone who keeps the belongings. Nah, it's of, a bit weird, isn't it? Weird, like considering how many I mean, there is were. A bit weird. Considering how many there were, yeah. that is weird. If it was like three, and he'd come back every New Year to drop stuff off, uh, for three years, hmm. less creepy because then yeah. it's the whole thing of yeah, it's my stuff, but this stuff's not mine. I just feel awkward because like if they want it back, I don't want to chuck it. But. Hmm. And I've had, you know, I've had a girlfriend each year and it's not quite worked out. Then you sort of go, oh, that's a shame. Bit strange, but that's a shame. Bless him. And instead it's, no, throughout the year I've dated countless people. Countless. And then I'll always come back to check on you. It's like, oh. And I think that did the actor a disservice because he did a phenomenal job playing yeah, the part. He was, was very, he was very charming. And it was like, it's a shame they've written you to be a bit creepy. creepy. Um, Ashley B smashed it. Love Ashley B. <clears throat> um, a little bit of Mrs. Doyle. Yay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but but mostly the the breakout stars of all this were the Daleks. Yeah, good Dalek stuff. Like they were, you know. I saw complaints online that it's too funny. It's like thing is, all the comedy comes from them being completely not funny or not plussed by what's happening. I mean, there is a little smidge of the catty Dalek from Army of Ghosts Doomsday. Sort of yeah, it, but yeah, I get what you mean. But all in favor of of them saying, "I am not Nick." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, the I, utter meta nonsense. Of I that. love it. I love it. I am not Nick. It's he like <laughs> you are though. <laughs> <laughs> you are though. You are though. You you is is you is or is you ain't. Um, is you is or is you ain't my Nick. 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 Um, that Nicholas. made me happy. Um, Thasmin stands were well fed. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. Like I think I think it's I think it's written beautifully. The scene between Yan, Yaz and Dan. Yeah. I think that is written beautifully. Yeah. Oh, like does she know? And it's like I, I don't I, like I didn't even know. And it's that whole thing of like, oh my god, she's mm-hmm. oh my god, she's. She's she's literally currently figuring out her sexuality. She's yeah. figuring it out in real time. Yeah. Like, okay, that is that's that's a powerful choice, and it's played wonderfully by um, Mandip Gill. But um, it, it's almost like, yeah, but they've only got two stories left. <laughs> well, they're gonna have to smooch quick then. <laughs> they better get a snog in. Too sweet, um, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> 
And it's interesting because it's one of those few occasions where like they're leaning onto subtext that the viewers yeah. have picked up yeah. and not subtext that was actually in the text. Yeah. Like yeah. the only hints we've really had in a script sense is that she obsessively was still trying to look for the doctor at the start of uh uh Revolution of the Daleks. Yeah. She was still she was yeah. she was the only one who after ten months was still trying to figure out a way back to her. And also uh, the fact that at the end of series um, 12, she stays. She's like, no, I'm not going anywhere. No, no, I'm, I'm absolutely staying. Like, those are the only hints we've really had that she's yeah. got a crush on her. Um, so enough for me. But yeah, now here we go. Confirmation. Yeah. Um, you're right. Not a fan of the Doctor still being like, oh, my past is catching up with me. What does that mean? Oh, don't worry about it. Never yeah, mind. I'm always it, saying things. It feels like she's going to turn a corner with that and then just go straight back to it, which is kind of irritating. But mm-hmm. I'll take what I can get. You know what I mean? Uh, I think Jodie was fun in this. She had some really cool stuff to do. Um, yeah. And John Bishop, again, going to miss Loving him. John Bishop in this, yeah. episodes left. Yeah. <clears throat> really nice inclusion. Um, and it was saying Manchester! Manchester! Yeah. In the most glamorous Manchester location, <laughs> a storage unit. A storage unit. It was I very know more Manchester. About, I want to know more about the colleague who's clearly living in the building part. Oh, Jeff. Yeah, we never see Jeff, do we? We never see Jeff. We never see him. Like, instead of that weird random cameo from the bloke from The Woman Who Fell to Earth. At yeah, the end, that is a bit weird, but whatever. I would have much rather Jeff be coming back from a New Year's drinks going, aww. <laughs> like, all my stuff was in there. Like, that to me would be a better payoff. Yeah. Instead, it was just yeah. randomly a guy going, oh, just the, these fireworks just for me. And the, the slow realisation of, hang on, that's the bloke from it's the first Jodie story. It's weird. What's he doing here? That's weird. It yeah. is weird. It's it very just, weird. It'd be like it'd be like the eleventh Doctor's generation, but instead of Amy Pond walking down the stairs, it's bloke from the crane. Bloke from the crane. <laughs> you wait. It'll be it'll be it'll be that when it comes to Jodie's generation, it'll be Peter Davison style with the swirling heads, and the yeah. last one will be will be Nick. Is it Nick? Carl. Carl. That's it. Carl. The Carl, uh, yeah. the 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 crane operator. Nick's the the weird cre- creepy dude. Um, <laughs> Nick's the char- Nick's the charming weirdo with a good charming heart. weirdo with a good heart. Um, <laughs> going ah die doctor you must die. <laughs> Dal- um, no 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 it won't Anthony, be him. Come um, on, don't fool yourself. It won't be that. him. It'll be eat my salad Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> In a mind's in a mind's eye, this bloke just oh, throws some wet yeah. wet kebab lettuce at her. Wet lettuce. <laughs> and then she regenerates. And then she regenerates into Naya Miller. Um, not like this. So <laughs> not like this. Not with the lettuce. <laughs> not with the lettuce. Um, I enjoy, I enjoyed it. It's one of my favourite ones of this era. I thought it was so pretty far. good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think certainly better than anything in the flux season. Because it I was thought. essentially because it was just it was it was a great like slasher film. Yeah. Essentially with Daleks, it was like yeah. I'll take this. It was a neat concept. They actually stuck the land in with the concept, I think. Yeah, we, we um, sensed that your TARDIS was doing this thing and we used it to our advantage. So yeah. we're going to use it to kill you. And she's like, well, you kill us and then we come back to life. And they're like, yeah, but eventually yeah, we'll get it's going to run out. Like it's going to run out and you're going to die and there won't be another refresh. That's why we're yeah. doing this. Like, like we're here. We're an execution squad who've been sent here to kill you in the most convenient way possible yeah. and that is to make sure you're dead by being stuck in a time loop and and yeah 
Um, they're like the goonies, more screams, they'll get you in the it, end. Yeah, <laughs> and they climb out of toilets. Yeah! Um, Never it would have. It, well. A few more screams would have been better, but also it was a New Year's special, so I understand why not. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I get you. Um, I think the biggest scream was saved for the final shot of the teaser for the Easter-ish special. Yes, mate! Holy That looks good! Fuck. That looks... That's a good fucking looking sea devil. You know Chinese what I'm pirates... Um, yeah, no, I'm saying. And a fucking sea devil. Oh, mate. With a practical head and some CGI touch up with what, the expressions. What a sea devil as well. He looks so good. Yeah, yeah. And I like I like that they've not chickened out and but I, I don't hate the Silorian reinterpretation in the modern series. No, but, but having just rewatched the Silorians well and the Silorians again. Thank you. Um <laughs> I yeah. I, I, I do really like that design. I think that design would have held up if you just stuck th- with it. But I think it was Peter McKinstry. Have you seen his designs online from 2009 in pre-production for, for the cold... Uh, the no, no, cold no, no. Um, they're oh, they're much closer to the, the 70s yeah. design. Yeah. And they look terrifying. Like They look mm. really creepy. Uh, I see why they went the other way. Cause I, I guess see why. For, for the purposes of Hungry Earth Cold Blood especially, you kind of want to have the emotion play out on the face a lot more. I understand um, why they do it. I just think they were cowards. <laughs> yeah, uh, or to at least not then kind of segue some of the more classic looking features into yeah. the design as time went by. Yeah. yeah, but the fact for this, they've just gone, yeah, screw that. Like, screw that. Just doing a sea devil, aren't we? Here it is. We're just going to do a goddamn sea devil and you're all going to goddamn love it. And it's like, ah. yeah, we will. Actual sea devil cat child buff. Um... <laughs> I got no. you! Actual sea devil Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was it was it was a good episode of Doctor Who. I'm looking forward to the next one. I'm looking forward to uh, the inevitable kiss and the regeneration. You filthy boy. Even though I'm gonna be sad to see the, the team go. The Tardis team, not necessarily the production team. Like it's been rough. It's been yeah, it's been an it's odd been one. Rough. I. I... I don't want to jump on the Chibnall hate, but it's not been as strong as it should have been. No, it's sort of <clears throat> like for someone who doesn't particularly love the late Moffat era, I think my kind of, oh, to this has been the fact that I was like, okay, big refresh, grab me again. It's your, it's your chance to shine show. And then yeah. it did something sort of that just didn't really blow my socks off at all. And I'm like, oh, damn it. So I'm I'm kind of, again, love to the actors and the writers and, and everyone who's worked on it, but I just... I'm ready for something different now. I'm ready for something new. But in the meantime, Sea Devils. Sea Devils, um, Sea Devils, yeah. Matthew. Yes! Films and comics and video games and television programmes came out this past year. And I actually didn't consume as many of them as I'd have liked, but I've still got some stuff to talk about. Isn't it weird? I was thinking mm. about that, because I was like we, we haven't, like, we haven't ventured to the cinema, I think, either between us. More than, but I don't think either of us have reached like ten visits this year to the cinema. Uh, I might have done, but All right, Mr. Social <laughs> certainly less than I have been. Definitely more years. than last year. Uh, Twenty twenty. Definitely more than last year. Um, yeah. and it was it was kind of kicked to the curb over Christmas when I you know got fucking COVID. Um, <laughs> which was a shit. But let's fly through Filmes first. Yeah. Whack through with a few 
Let's do it. UK movies. UK slid out movies. Now, did you get around to seeing the Sparks Brothers? Because no. I want to watch that. I think we're going to have to uh, Last Night in Soho, Sparks Brothers double bill it at some point. Yeah, I've like, not seen Last Night in Soho either. Same, I wanted to, and then I got here, and there was one showing of it here in Lincoln when yeah. I got here, and it was like, while I was doing something, I was like, you bastard. Well, it's an Edgar Wright film, so it was in the cinema for five minutes. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. I don't, know what, I don't know what poor Edgar's done or who he's <clears> upset, <throat> but... I don't think he's upset anyone. I just think that... Uh... Edgar. You know, Egger, Egger. The, the cinemas were preparing for Ghostbusters and Spider-Man. That's what was going on. I did see Ghostbusters, though, yeah. I did see Ghostbusters. Whoa. I'd almost forgot about the existence of Ghostbusters halfway through the year. And then I was like, oh, yeah, Ghostbusters. <laughs> well, let's talk about the film that apparently killed cinema, except when it finally was released, it didn't. In, and if anything, it actually helped it massively. Uh, 2020s slash 2021's No Time to Die. No Time to Die. It was all right, wasn't it? I really fucking dug it. It was all right. I really dug it. I I, really I'm, not dug a hu- it. I'm not a huge Bond boy, but I really like No Time I to Die. I thought you were the number one Bond boy. I'm, um, no, I'm the number one Boglin boy. Oh, no, okay, no, no, no. Number two Boglin boy. Number two Boglin boy. Only um, because I own a Boglin. <laughs> That's the only reason. And why should you not? Um, singular Boglin. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck me. Uh, so, yeah, I... Yeah, I thought it was pretty solid. Uh, I'm not a huge Bond fan either. I was n- totally over the hype. Like, not oh, yeah. not into the hype at all. Um, but it, I thought it was a fairly solid movie. Like, fairly enjoyable. Like, action flick. It had a bit more sort of character depth and a bit more heart to it than the, the other Daniel Craig Bond stuff. It felt like they were actually trying to do something, you know, character-wise. It felt uh, like they went, we're doing a finale. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's do a finale. Let's like, do let's it. really yeah. lean into it. The only the only character really suffering was the villain, um, played by uh, Mr. Robot star Rami Tsunami. Yeah. Um, it, 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 that was the only person who was kind of disserviced by it. But And it even, I, uh, I, didn't, I don't know, know if they were disserviced by it, like... It was fine. I don't think they were te- they were terrible in it. I don't think the script like gave him particularly short shrift. <clears throat> no, but he, I think it was just the problem was he was just a bit too typical. As well, a you, well, yeah, I suppose, yeah. And the idea of hang on, how old is he? Yeah, how old is he? How old? Like, that's him who tries to kill her when she's a girl at the beginning in the flashback, and he's clearly in at least his mid or early twenties based on his build and everything at that point. And his marksmanship, so... They do give him some makeup to make him look worse, to be fair, but... Yeah, but then... Rami Malek always looks like a older-looking, late 20-something. Yeah, like, I he, suppose. He always will do. So the notion that, like, hang on, is he meant to be 50? <laughs> like, Good. what's going on? Good jeans, mate. Good jeans. Good Levi's. jeans. Wranglers. Spon- sponsored by Heineken, or whoever uh, Heineken. on this film. It's always um, fucking Heineken. Score was gorgeous. Yeah. Um... Kerry Fukunaga directed the shit out of it. Yeah, well directed. I thought uh, the channel Lynch was fucking great. Yes, she really, really neat good. addition to the cast. Um, um, Walt's brief but brilliant as always. Yeah, uh, yeah, more so in this than Inspector because in this there was kind of that thing of we were all over the oh he's meant yeah. to be and he's also think he's oh, okay yeah. we're all over that by this point so you could just sort of sit back and watch the performance. Yeah, just enjoy it, which is nice. Um, and more Jeffrey Wright, which is never a bad thing. Yes, love um, Jeffrey Wright. So I, I, I dug that. 
what is it? What's a Mosian picture from 2021 that made you happy in your pants? Well, I think we can start off by talking about the trio of Marvel delights we got this year. Oh, uh, quintuplet. Quintuplet. No, quad. Yeah. Quad, quad, quad. Quad, quadrilogy. I keep forgetting yes. Black Widow came out this year because... Again, like, it's like, it's like said, no time to die. You know what? 2020's, 2021's Black Widow. I didn't like Black Widow as much as I liked the other three, to be Agreed. fair. Agreed. Black um, Widow's my least favourite of the four that came out to cinemas. If I'm talking about stuff that set my world on fire this year, I don't think Black Widow makes the list. Like, it's solid, but it wasn't amazing. And it's got a big fucking gaping plot hole right at the end of it. An actual mm. plot hole. Like, yep. not not a, not a, oh, this doesn't make sense for this character to do this. Like, an actual, it fades away when there's something, when a situation is about that needs to be resolved comes up and then jumps to after the situation's been resolved off screen with no explanation as to how the situation was resolved. That's a hole yep. in the plot. Yes. But the film did give us Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova. Florence Pugh, Pugh, Pugh. Love which it. is the gift that keeps on giving and um for that i am eternally grateful there is that there eternals is that. eternals um, i think we dug it more I than most i really liked eternals i, I thought it was gorgeous i yeah. don't know why why what people sort of got annoyed about with the guards to it like i thought it was really strong i thought the characters were neat i thought it did a great job of juggling a massive cast and giving, you know, making everyone clear as to who they are and what they do and, you know, what their personalities are. I thought it told this big, epic, soaring story in a really interesting way. I thought it looked great. And then people just didn't dig it. And I don't understand why. So I guess I just don't understand people. You know what I mean? There's no reason to understand people. People are weird anyway. Let's yeah, just uh, let's let's take them all for a little stroll through the woods. <laughs> no, I um, I no, I I agree with everything you said about it. it. It's it's it had a lot to juggle. I think it juggled it all incredibly admirably. I think yeah. it was a fucking beautiful film to look at. Oh god, um, gorgeous, gorgeous. I think I think one thing one thing that may have offset others is the idea of it being a change of pace and style. But like, if all of these films were exactly the same, then. That'd be boring. And also, again, we are comic readers. We are it's used true. to it's picking true. up... You can pick up five or six different titles from the same publisher yeah. in a week, and they will not feel like the same thing. They yeah. will all feel yeah. very distinct. It's true. So when, when these films try something different, I'm always really happy about that. I'm mm. like, good. Do try something different. Um, and the Eternals did. It, yeah. it was more of a... It was more of a story of like morality and, and questioning yourself and the sort yeah. of existential horror to a degree as well. And, and, and the notion of, you know, a family being torn apart from the inside. And it was it was it was good, man. Yeah, I thought it was, it was really good. strong. I, and I, I don't understand the backlash, but um, I guess I, there's a lot I don't understand. Well, um, oh, that's it. Uh, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. It it was uh, kind of nice to get another origin story. Yeah, thought it was really which good. Wa- which was a little a little by the numbers, like in terms um, of the structure. Yeah, I suppose. But that but that feels a little refreshing now. Yeah, after yeah. We haven't actually. really had that in a long time. Yeah. I like when was the does. last one? Doctor Strange. Yeah. Twenty sixteen. Yeah. Like might have been. It's weird, man. It's weird. Oh no, Captain Marvel. I guess. 
Um, because Black yes, Panther wasn't an yes, origin. Yes, Black yes, Panther yes, wasn't yes, an yes. origin story so much as a continuation of yes. Civil War. Whereas, um, whereas Captain Marvel was, yeah, here's here's her origin, told yeah. out of sequence because yeah. that's part of her journey. But yeah. you know, it's um, but this was the first kind of like, here's a thing, here's what it means, here's yeah. what he's got to learn. Yeah, here's him facing his first big bad. And, uh, yeah, I never thought the movie about the Master of Kung Fu would end with a fight with a giant hell dragon. Yeah, so. didn't didn't see that coming. Um, so that was nice. <laughs> I want I want to see yeah. all of that cast again ASAP. I have a very good feeling that we will see them um, sooner rather than later. It would surprise <laughs> me if we don't see at least a cameo from uh, Shang or Keita in Doctor Strength and the Multiverse of Madness. Yay! But I, I also imagine that's something that's on our list of things to be excited about in the coming year. So we'll get to that. Um, oh, not that there's a reason speaking... to say about it, but there we go. Um, and speaking of multiverse, multiverse, um, fucking no way home. Yeah, was boy. Re- I was really expected to be disappointed and annoyed by it, and ended up really, really enjoying it. And I, I was, I was braced for every element of the worst, yeah. and was utterly pleased. Yeah, to be surprised. It, I thought <laughs> it was really bloody good. And I did not think I was going to think that about, um, you know, Sony's latest spider cashing. <laughs> Just, I, yeah, I was so happy with it. Hold the holding Disney hostage saga. Yeah, <laughs> but no, like, no, it's it. It was a delight, and and it was we a won't we won't get into too many specifics for those who haven't seen it. Yeah, but, we've got um, a big spoiler podcast if you want to know more. Yeah, go back and listen to that one, you dirty boys and girls. Yeah, but um, yeah, I I. Wow. Wow. And I, st- I still, nearly three weeks on, I'm thinking about the, are you okay? Yeah. Are you okay? Exchange. Like, that hasn't left me, because it was just so like, Christ, Redacted can act. Oh my yes. God. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Like, the amount of stuff we're seeing on Redacted's face in that moment <laughs> is just phenomenal. I love you you're pretending like people don't, like not everyone already knows exactly who we're talking about fine 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 okay i admit it the guy who played spider-man in the 70s tv <laughs> series shows up in the film Nick- nicholas hammond nicholas hammond cotton wooling his one web shooter into frame <laughs> oh that's a thing uh, and i know most of our listeners will have no idea I hate we should it. all look it up i hate that it's a thing as well fine actor fine actor fantastic actor Looked like a 60-year-old Peter Parker. The best King Lear this show. cat's ever seen. <laughs> then goes out on the television doing a laxative commercial, clutching his guts, and then it's... Good night, sweetheart. It doesn't work on audio, but I love it. Oh, um, we still did it. We committed. Do you know what else uh, ended up being committed to? And I'm sure you want to bring this one up at, uh, uh, as well, as it was your observation through your eyes. It was my observation through my eyes. In 2020, the fans got uh, a Sonic redesigned from peer pressure. <laughs> and in 2021, the most notoriously irritating hashtag on the planet got its wish, kind of. Um, would you put Zack Snyder's Justice League on your best of 2021? You know what? No. I think it's worth <laughs> mentioning. I think it's worth mentioning in it, be, it being, again, as with, um, not in the same way as No Way Home, but as with No Way Home, I'm being so 
pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed it, but yeah. it's still a fundamentally flawed film. Yeah. And a lot of the fundamental flaws in it are still there. They're just not as egregious as they are in Whedon's version. Um, yeah. And it's, it, it <laughs> feels weird to be in a world where I'm saying that I think something that Zack Snyder worked on wasn't improved on by Joss Whedon, but here we are. It's strange, isn't it? Here we fucking seen, are. Have you seen, speaking of Joss Whedon and his legacy getting even more fucking tarnished. Oh. Um, good, so good, the good. Buffy 2022 calendar, uh, yeah. is out. Cause obviously, you know, every show, every show that's got, uh, merchandise will always release a calendar in some capacity, be it on yeah. something you can buy online or whatever. Um, whoever put it together ripped fan arts from the web oh, because you. one of them is just flat out an image of a doctor who and Buffy crossover what? with the 11th doctor and, uh, the Damons in the background, Damos what? in the background. What the f- and that means that fan. several eye several eyes looked over that product and didn't go, hang on. What's the Doctor yeah. Who? Yeah. 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 Wow. Like fucking wow. wow. Don't wow. steal fan art, kids. Certainly don't steal fan art and then make it non fungible. Wow. So um Oh, don't get me started on non fungible tits. Godzilla versus Kong, is that on your yes! best <laughs> Next question. I thought it might be. I loved Godzilla versus Kong. It was big and stupid and really, really fun. Absolute nonsense. Plot makes no sense. Do I care? Do I fuck? It was great fun. It was two giant monsters kicking the crap out of each other and then another giant monster comes along and they kick the crap out of that one and it's just it's full of like really good actors doing really silly things not really everyone knows exactly what kind of film they're in like everyone's giving it the right energy and it just works and i love it i love it i would love to see some more monsterverse stuff yes please Godzilla versus Kong was great. Next question. <laughs> I think you might have liked it, boys. I and girls. liked Godzilla versus Kong quite a bit. I think you may have enjoyed it. I haven't rewatched it recently as well. Yeah, that's fucking good. Oh, I completely forgot it came out this year. That again, I'm in the weird, a weird Twilight Zone. Time has lost meaning. I don't know what year it is. I don't know what happened in the last year. Everything that happened in the last three years is sort of melding into one. I don't know what's going on. Well, do you know what else came out this year? Um, Elliot Page. Yes, they did. But also, <laughs> do you know what else came out this year? Um, the Suicide Squad. Oh, The Suicide... Might be my favourite film of the year. It, do you know what? It's, it's my favorite. It's my favorite comic book movie of this year. It, yeah, yeah. It definitely is. Oh, it's holy very, shit! It's very was good. Mm. Very good indeed. Um, if you guys want to get like creative filmmakers fired from other jobs temporarily, so they can go make a film at another if studio. If you get more again. stuff like The Suicide Squad, go for it. By and all Peacemaker, means. which is out in the next couple of weeks on yeah, HBO Max. Very excited for Peacemaker. <clears throat> Not sure what it's going to be like getting hold of it over here, but we'll see. We'll find out, but at, at the moment, like just the Suicide Squad eight, a, an inevitable um, reboot brought forward 
way faster than anyone would have imagined. <laughs> yeah. Except, except in the vein of how the Incredible Hulk handled things in 2008, in that, oh, well, if you like the, the previous one, this doesn't say it didn't happen. Um, obviously, this one's a bit more obvious with it, by yeah, the way. Like, here's Boomerang, a, here's yeah. Harley, here's Rick Flagg, here's Amanda Waller. But, um, you know, uh, uh, in um, in 2008, when The Incredible Hulk came out, the opening sort of loosely alludes to yeah. a similar origin from Ang Lee's Hulk, um, which obviously gets sort of redacted in the plot of The Incredible Hulk when you find out that Ross was involved, Super Soldier Syndrome, a Serum Project, all this sort of stuff. Mm. But um, it was done in a way that if you wanted the previous one to exist, then sure, fine. Because even we don't know if it officially is part of the same series or not as of this point as we're making it. I mean, why would you? But Yeah, but, you know, in, enjoy this for what it is. And that's mm. what The Suicide Squad does beautifully. Like, it it exists in its own world. It's obviously the most adult, most violent, most <laughs> shocking film in the DCEU. A series least, which yeah. now contains such variety... As yeah. essentially a kids' film, Shazam, yeah, and a fucking horror film, war movie, The Suicide <laughs> Squad, like I and I love that, I love that that just sort of having some shared characters is enough for you to go. I believe these all coexist. Isn't it weird that it's, they coexist? It's um, the weirdest. It's like, so and, weird, and it continues my thing of like the the the, the four DCEU movies that I actually really like genuinely like yeah all tonally are very different yeah um and 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 feel like they don't belong in the same series but have enough things in them to make you go i guess they are mm. and 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 they're all fun is the key thing the first wonder woman birds of prey mm-hmm. shazam and mm-hmm. the suicide squad are all made with a massive and obvious sense of fun yeah and and it just shines through all four movies and Again, like very minor spoilers, but the big fake out of here's your team. <laughs> Just kidding. Here's your team. <laughs> that was, was very good. So beautifully done, yeah. and oh, and a star maker for for several actors. Yeah, uh, uh, Dan, uh, Daniela Melchior. Um, Melchior. Mel- it's not Melchior. hard. It's not I hard. Get it, Chris. If I got it right, then the tradition would be broken. Um, David Desmolchin getting sort of yeah probably the most prominent role of his life so far. He's, he's, so yeah, far. he's had a bloody good year as well. Because he's been starring in smaller movies like as, as a lead and stuff. Yeah. But, like This was the first one where it was like, hey, blockbuster audience, you know that guy who keeps popping up and stuff? Yeah. Pay attention to him. <laughs> it's like, Pay okay. attention to this man. Um, Idris Elba obviously having fun, Margot Robbie having fun, but John Cena absolutely fucking cleaning house. John oh. Cena! Ba, ba, da, ba. And yeah, I, I give me Peacemaker or give me death. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I want it now. I, I, I want it yeah. in my mouth. Yeah. It's got to happen. Happen sometime. Do, does 2020s slash 2021's Candyman make your best of 2021? Fuck yes. <laughs> best horror film of the year, definitely. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, having, I, not seen, having not seen Last Night in Soho yet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is um, true. And, and, and also, it not being a particularly... Like, I haven't scoped a lot of horror stuff this year, to be fair. Like I actually can't think of another horror movie I've watched this year that from this year. Mm. That last this last year, I mean, you know what I mean. Twenty twenty one. Shut up. Does De- does Dear Evan Hansen count? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> As a horror movie, 
I don't think um, it counts as a movie, strictly I speaking. Don't, I don't want to give Dear Evan Hansen a shout-out, but I do want to give a Best of 2021 shout-out to all of the video essays About Dear Evan Hansen, About yeah. Dear Evan Hansen. Both Sarah Zed and, um, what's her name? Jenny Nicholson, Jenny Nicholson did a great job. great Dear Evan Hansen videos. Um, yeah. uh, Stealing Focus, who are a, a musicals and Broadway sort of theme channel, they did an incredible video on it as yeah. well. Yeah. Teamed up with... Teamed up with um, uh, oh, God... Oh, bro- was it Broadway's and Cheese? They 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 team up with someone else for theirs, but it's it's it's, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. incredible stealing focus, uh, dear Evan Hansen. Just go dive in, folks. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> special mention to some of that was surprisingly so much goddamn fun. Uh, Venom, let there be carnage. I don't want to say it's on my best of the year list. But it's not I not best fun. of the year, but. Jesus wept. It was a pleasant surprise. I don't think it was even the best thing I saw that week. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but fuck me, was it fun? It was a lot of fun. That um, was just nice to see them go. Do you know what? Let's just lean into the silliness. Yeah, this is really this is dumb. Stupid. Let's let's be more dumb. It was it was pleasantly surprising. Yeah, um, it was nonsense, but I had a great time. <laughs> Uh, God, what else in terms of the movie films? Uh, Dune! What did you think of Dune, boy? I loved Dune. I loved did it. it. I did thought it tickle it your pickle? such a... Sorry, what? Did it tickle your pickle? It tickled all parts of me. Um, <laughs> I thought it was, again, as I've said about a couple of other movies this year, Beautiful. Did a yeah. great job of, of juggling an enormous cast. Made a very sort of dense and complex story very accessible, I thought. Yeah. Um, great central performance from uh, Timothy Chalamet. Great supporting performances, particularly from Rebecca Ferguson and Oscar Isaac. Um, just really, really good. And did a great job of just illustrating the world of Dune without having to explain it to you. Um, and, you know, it's actually <coughs> what Demi Villeneuve does. Look at Blade Runner 2049. Look at Arrival. Like, both of those films are actually fairly light on expl- on uh, the expository dialogue. It's A lot of it comes across in the performances and the implications of the cinematography. <coughs> and I think Dune does the same. And I thought it was a really great adaptation. I can't wait to see him do the rest of it. Um, which he is doing. It's been confirmed that he's doing, so... Took him a while, but it's it's it is locked. Yeah, it's happening. It's happening. So I'm, I'm <coughs> down for that. Down for it. I thought it was a really, da- really good movie. Down to Dune Clown. Down, down to. Did you get to see Dune? I didn't get to see Dune. No, oh. but um, but I I just I stared at a picture of Timothy Chalamet's hair for a while and I imagined mean, sand getting in it. <clears throat> it is hair. It's hair, and it gets sand in it. It gets everywhere. It's, it's rough and coarse and irritating. Um, but enough. About uh, T.J. Miller. Um, so... <laughs> oh, God. Um, well... What else, did, what else came out this year, Chris? On television, good yep. sir. Yes! Oh, I've yes! great television this year. We got some cracking fucking TV, yeah, especially, yeah. again, on streaming services. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass. Uh, Mike Flanagan's uh, TV uh, miniseries concerning a very religious small island community which has a new priest come onto the scene at the same time as 
one of the prodigal sons of the island returns from prison for a hit and run. He's dealing with his guilt. The new town is dealing with this new priest. And then amazing things start to happen in the town. But they may or may not be miracles. They may also be coices. Um, <laughs> coices. Oh, this angel's rather similar to something else entirely. Um, have you had a chance to see this? <laughs> Not yet, no. Oh, I'm, I'm, mate, it's yeah. very good. I want it in my eyes. Uh, Netflix. It's very, very good. A stunning, absolutely stunning central performance from Hamish Linklater. Like, he's just fabulous in this. Um, and again, great. It's Kate Siegel's in it because it's a Mike Flanagan joint, so of course she is. <laughs> um, and she's great. It, it Just really, really good stuff. And it is very Mike Flanagan. It is Mm -hmm. eight episodes of people doing monologues at the camera and then something happening and then a bunch of people doing monologues about what just happened. Like, it's very Haunting of Hill House, but it's so so well-written and full of these electric performances. Uh, Rahul Kohli as well, uh, fantastic in this. Um, Just... I have so much good stuff to say about it, but I don't want to talk about it in too much detail because although we've alluded to, you know, some of the stuff that goes on it, I don't want to spoil it for people because it is such a thing that it, like I got to like the third or fourth episode where things start to, where it becomes a bit more clear what's going on. And I was completely mm. blindsided by it. Mm. And I think that's one of the strengths of the show. Um, I imagine if I went back and watched it now, I'd be like, Oh, well, how did I not see that coming? But, I didn't, and it was great. Um, so yeah, watch Midnight Mass. It's fucking fabulous. Uh, what 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 would it might be the best TV I saw this year? I think. Oh, well, it's funny because my favorite bit of telly this year was also a horror TV series. Yes, um, which I haven't seen yet. It's available to to binge to fuck on Now mm. TV currently, and it was a Sci-Fi uh, Channel slash. Uh, USA Network's um, collaborative smash hit teen slasher romance comedy horror um, uh, serial, Chucky. That's a which, lot of five dollar words right there. Oh, I, and I've got to sit my ass down before you make change. It was, uh, <laughs> oh my god! It it was. I mean, I'm I'm biased. I'm a fan of the Child's Play franchise. I love it. And I went into this going, I wonder what they've got in store. Like, mm. I wonder what it could be. And I left going, holy shit, that may be the strongest piece of content featuring this world and these characters since Child's Play 2. Like, it's really, really good. High praise from um, you, Sam. For those who don't know, and again, spoiler free, but like my recommendation... Uh, 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 a young boy, Jake, is dealing with several things. His abusive father, his sexuality, his crush on his friend, Devon. His uh, extra leg, because he's Jake the Peg. <laughs> can't reference that anymore, sir. Can't <laughs> reference that anymore. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Oh, God. Um, can you guess what it is yet? Yes, a thing we shall never mention again. Um <laughs> And uh, and you know he's dealing with uh, the the high school mean girl and his cousin like being completely unhelpful and all this stuff. When one day a retro doll that he brings home to help with an art sculpture he's doing, uh, starts convincing him he needs to kill people, and it spirals from there. And it's five episodes of this brilliant, odd, creepy, funny, very heartfelt, very camp 
um, uh, you know, a, a serial that it's essentially it's its own film. Yeah. And then three episodes that go, all right, you fucking nerds, you've waited long enough. Yeah. As the continuity of the film series comes crashing into the party. Yeah. And and both storylines converge into this this brilliant like. Um, final act for the mm. series that uh, that that leaves you going, oh my god! I wonder what could happen next. And then the confirmation of yeah, they're getting another one. So yeah, I re- I really really recommend Chucky. I, really I, I just if yeah. I like my horror camp nowadays, and by God, is that campus Christmas? I like it's most just, things it's... camp nowadays. Well, that's all I'm saying. Um, speaking of camp, yes. Um, the Disney Plus Marvel series this year were a lot of fun, weren't they? They the were. They're pretty damn sweet. We started yes. off with with an homage to camp and 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 kitsch in the form of one division that that yep. very very quickly revealed itself to really be a like a, a creeping dread horror scenario. Yeah, <laughs> and then I'm a creeping conspiracy dread. story. As uh, Metallica once sang. Um, <laughs> yeah. It- yeah, One Division was fabulous. I thought um, I'm going to be using that word a lot, as I'm sure you're, as you're as sure you've noticed. Um, yeah, really loving recreations of these different periods of comedy, of sitcom as well, and deconstructing that genre whilst weaving in this sort of uh, narrative of grief and loss. And yeah, the only thing I think that that sort of counts against it is the way it does sort of descend into a same old, same old finale. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah, it ain't perfect. But I enjoyed the ride, and I think yeah, that, you know, that's that's where I sit on with a lot of where I sit on with a lot of Marvel stuff, as we've discussed already. Is yeah, it ain't perfect, but I enjoyed the ride, like with Black Widow and and with WandaVision and certainly with uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which we'll get to in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, or it's the best thing I've ever fucking seen. Uh, it's always one of the two. And the fact that still this far in, they can maintain that consistency of quality. Even if it yeah. isn't always the best, even if it is sometimes, you know, that had issues, but I enjoyed it. That I think that says something about the the commitment that Disney have to making this stuff good. Even if the reason for making that stuff good is that they want people to keep buying it. Yeah, I get that. That's how that's how content creation works under capitalism. I don't love it. It's just what it is. But the mm-hmm. fact that it, we keep getting good stuff out of it, I think, is a net good. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's where that's that's where I stand on that. That's that's my roundabout way of saying I thought one Vision was really good. <laughs> it's um, really good. Again, mostly as well down to an incredible central performance and supporting cast yeah. as well. Uh, who all were completely game for the concert. I mean, yes. Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany yes. um, headed up a cast that would change genres completely yeah. from script to script. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, you know, paying paying homage and, and dividends to, like, sitcoms of the past mm-hmm. and beautifully aping the more modern ones mm-hmm. later on. And, you know, just really impressive and experimental and fun. Um, not to take away from the more back to basics, this is just a big action romp of Falcon Winter Soldier because though it didn't stick the landing, no, I don't think it did. I was very, very happy to spend more time with Sam and Bucky. Yeah, absolutely. Right, it was it was a Loved joy it. to spend more time with them. Yeah, um, I think those characters and those actors have really good chemistry. 
I want them to lean a bit more into the the lethal weaponness of it all going yeah. forward, though. If we if we do get more team up stuff with them, it'd be really cool to lean a little more into the whole like, oh god, do I really have to work with you kind of vibe. Um, it's the odd couple of superheroes. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good dynamic, and I, I think they absolutely should lean into it. Um, same with same with Loki. They should they should embrace the bizarre shit that started to creep into that. And I think um, they will. I think they. I think. As it being the only one that is getting a sequel series, like it's yes. continuing as a show. Yes, we are getting um, another Captain America movie with Anthony Mackie as Captain America. Um, yeah. So that's good. That's, that's, yeah. That's, that's definitely cool. Um. But yeah, we are getting another series of Loki, which is an interesting thing because I want to see where that goes, and I think it does a lot to set up what's coming next in the MCU as a whole as we've seen by it play with the idea of the multiverse and then that get expanded on in everything that's coming afterwards. So such as what if such as um, uh, no way home, such as the forthcoming dot strength, the multiverse of madness. So I think it's very important work for the MCU as a whole. Mm-hmm. I think it was very strong, very, very strong. Mm-hmm. And I'm also just happy to see more Jonathan Majors going forward, to be honest, mucking about in this world. He doesn't have to be doing anything. I just want to like seeing him. Uh, someone I'm working with at the minute worked on Quantumania. Oh, shit. And I'm happy to report that Jonathan Majors is apparently really bloody lovely. Good. <laughs> like, method, but not wanky method. Yeah, good. Like, we'll stay in character on set and, and try to sort of stay in a mind space, a mindset, but we'll absolutely, if you went over and asked him, like, you know, do you, could I get you a coffee? Or like, hey, can we have you down in five minutes? He'd be like, yeah, sure, no worries. And you're like, good. He can turn it off. He's not a wanker. That's <laughs> nice. <laughs> he's not a, a, as we as we like to call them in the biz, he's not a letto. Um, yeah. And apparently, Paul Rudd, absolute fucking ubermensch. I, I can believe that. Wonderful person to work seems with and work for. like a lovely bloke, by all accounts. Uh, do you know who else seems like a lovely bloke? Who's that? Who are to the who Watcher. Who are to the Watcher. Uh, yeah, segue didn't work. What if was, again, like Falcon the Winter Soldier, it's got problems, but I'm... You know what? I, don't, I, I Actually, that being said, I think I disliked more of What If than I liked. On on the whole, oh yeah, I mean, when we everyone go back and yeah. listen to our uh, countdown of the season because we definitely there was only really like just under half of it that we both really enjoyed, yeah, and the rest of it was just like that's a fun idea, but they kind of screwed the pooch. Well, or... with the exception of a couple that I actually really didn't like, but I mean, yeah, in Marvel Zombies and the um, the Killmonger one, yeah, um, which I actively did not like. Uh, which is weird to say about an MCU project, but here we are. Especially after everything I've just said about them being, you know, maintaining a consistent level of quality. But I think they mostly do that over the course of the series as a whole. It's just those two were just like, nah, mm. nah. I, missed, it's it's one of those where I'm like, I'm glad it exists just because of the possibilities we can play with going ahead. But also, I thought it looked fucking beautiful. Oh, yeah. I like it looked gorgeous. Yeah, regardless of what I thought mm. of the scripts. And I have thoughts about the script. Yeah. Um, as, as we again go back and listen yeah. to our Marvel Zombies episode, if you were like some pretty in depth, the fuck was that about from us both? I thought there was some <laughs> lovely animation and design work going in there, especially for stuff like the the Doctor Strange Supreme and mm. um, the oh, just uh, the aesthetics of like Captain yeah. Carter, for example, Captain Carter stuff. Yeah. 
uh, the Hydra weirdness. Like, as much as I don't like the design of uh, Ultron Infinite, or whatever it's called, uh, Infinity Ultron, mm-hmm. fucking uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, whatever. Um, <laughs> I, whatever he's called. As much as I don't like that design, the sort of feel of that pretty excellent fight sequence with him and Nuatu fighting through the multiverse. Yeah. And, you know, Kirby Crackle on screen and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, I think visually, I think it was a very strong series. I just think writing-wise, it fell flat for me. Yeah. Um, But worth it all for me for just that one bleeding moment of uh, Think Majig. Um of the, the end of the party throw episode with Uwasu just sort of going yeah. like, and that's because, what the? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? Because they earned, they earned that over like six, six odd episodes. You're like, okay, I get the formula now. Wait, hang on. What? Why is he surprised? What's going on? Mm. Like I like that they played with that sort of stuff. Um, mm. Weirdly, maybe the least ambitious series of the bunch turned out to be one of our faves. Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah. <laughs> it was so much fun. Six was... episodes of mostly street level Marvel um, fun, Christmas set. Yeah, uh, introducing a new character, a couple of the new characters, bringing back some old favorites. Jeremy Renner, you know, love him or hate him, he's good in this. He's very um, good in this. Um... I yeah, I really <laughs> really enjoyed Hawkeye. Haley Steinfeld knocking it out of the goddamn park. Oh, she's so good. Mm. Um. Yeah, I just I I I yeah. would like more Hawkeye. I don't think we're getting Hawkeye season two, but I would be very happy to see these characters. We will again. see these characters again, definitely, <clears throat> definitely. We'll definitely see Florence Pugh again. Yeah, well, um, again, the the beauty of Yelena Belova just being like part of this world yeah. now is is yes, please, stop. yes, bloody please, stop making me like you. I can't help it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was great. really good. Really, that was good. really really good um is there anything from 2021 you want to touch on before we wrap uh, like was there a, was there a video game released this year that grabs your pips a certain way because um no, my, this isn't even I, this isn't even a biggie but like uh doctor who the lonely assassins was yeah, one of the games this year that really really, that. really made me happy i don't think I've, it was I, creepy as fuck <laughs> i don't think i've actually played anything that came out this year isn't that weird man yeah, it's odd. Like it's just it, it, there's not really been a lot of the blockbuster titles this past year have been the kind for franchises we're not fussed about, like Far Cry or Call, Call of Duty yeah. and things like that. Battlefield. The thing I've right. spent most of this year playing is old Final Fantasy games. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> old yeah. PC games. Like I, uh, when I was self isolating with COVID, I played through System Shock Two. Oh my days! Since like two thousand and one, again, um, <laughs> and and the whole of it as well. Um, I have played a bunch of uh, Final. Fa- I finished. I've replayed and finished Final Fantasy seven and eight, and I'm currently playing Final Fantasy nine. And then over Christmas, I picked up the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, so I've been playing that again. So that's where my video gaming's been for most of this year. Yeah, so it's not been hugely. I mean, now you said it, same. Like a lot of the ones I've played this year are ones that I wanted from the last couple of years that I got for cheap, mm-hmm. or um, <clears throat> were titles I just couldn't afford 
when they came out, like Ratchet Clank Rift Apart, things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah. Which, I, you know, all that stuff I haven't played because I haven't got PS5. Same. I, love to play I, Rift Apart. I have yet to play a PS5 PS5 game. Yeah. Like, I, I've played Miles Morales and Spider-Man Remastered, but, like, they are a PS4 title, just yeah. with the better capability and haptic feedback. Like, I, I would look... I, I can't wait to treat myself next week when I get home to, like, Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. and play the PS5 version of that. I would love to play Rift Apart with Donna PS5. I think Dirt 5 is coming out on PS Plus this month, and I'm I, that I wanted to play. I wanted yeah, Dirt 5. Cool. So, because I do like the Dirt series. I uh, love a bit of Dirt. Do you know what else I love? What do you love? The future. The future. Let's look forward at notable titles that tickle the pickles of our genre-based podcast world and decide whether or not we're remotely fussed or fucked notable about these Notable titles. Yeah, we're real. What are we thinking really? then? Cock are we up. fussed about Scream slash Scream 5? Nope. Same. <laughs> don't get like, it. Just love, don't get it. Like, love the first Scream. Yeah. Don't particularly... But then again, if you Did... break down horror into subgenres, my yeah. least favourite horror subgenre is the slasher movie. Like, it, it's my least favourite kind of horror uh, movie. But also the fact that the original Scream was a commentary on the slasher movie by arguably one of the daddies of the yeah. slasher movie boom. Yeah, fucking... Where he was basically going, yeah, can we put this to bed now? Yeah. And then it kept going. Well, it, did, it's, it did, it's did the weird. opposite of what it intended to do, and it does the same thing that thing that movies always do to movie executives, is they took the lo- they learned the wrong lessons from it. Yeah, like how we're about <laughs> to get a shitload of multiverse things. Exactly. Instead like, of... Instead of, like, stuff where you have to build up enough of a world to earn it. Yeah. It's like, that's not why people love multiverse stuff. People don't love multiverse stories because they're multiverse stories. People like them because they tend to be good stories. Or they like the characters and the interesting interesting spins or twists on them is something new and fun. People didn't like Into the Spider-Verse because it was a multiverse story. People liked Into the Spider-Verse story because it was a good story. About Miles Morales that happened to involve multiverses. Yeah, Yeah. it's not not what it was about. It wasn't about the multiverse, but that's the bit that you're going to put into all your other projects. Because you've got no fucking imagination. And most of the people who finance (laughs) movies don't aren't the people who fucking make them. Which you can tell. Um, <laughs> anyway, speaking of uh, poor fucking decisions. Yeah. Uncharted. Nope. They released a clip like yesterday of, of the start of the sequence uh, on the plane. Mm. And what strikes me just so odd, that and the, the new poster slash like teaser images they put out this week, is all you have to do to pre-fool us that he's going to actually act like the character, even though when we watch it, we know he won't. All you have to do to pre-fool us is put Mark Wahlberg in a Hawaiian shirt and give him a fucking moustache. Nope. But no, he's dressed exactly the same as Drake. He's dressed exactly the same as Mark Wahlberg. Um, Just, I couldn't give a fuck, man. Because he wants to play Drake. He wanted to play Nathan Drake, and now he can't. And now he's all pissed off about it. He's like, I gotta play Sully, huh? I play Sully in your he's movie. Gotta play, he's gotta play Sully in the movie because Amy Pascal's got a crush on Tom Holland. He's just to put him in everything. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, I really do hope that Tom can get away from Sony eventually. Yeah, because at the moment he's like the closest thing to a modern day. Um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, like an old contract it? actor from like Golden <clears> Age. <throat> That's it. Yeah, contract like contracted star. to a studio. Yeah. Like, it's really, really strange. He's, he's, he's better than that, bless him. 
Bless his heart. Bless I, his uh, I mean, heart. to be fair, it does. It's not like a lot of him and a lot of the other Marvel actors don't get to do stuff outside of the MCU. Yeah. But it, it does feel like Amy Pascal is like holding on to him jealously. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, not to um, absolutely screw over um, the already bad vibe we've got about slashers. But uh, February sees the release of Netflix and Legendary Entertainment's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Don't care. Which is a direct sequel to the original. Don't care. Um, following in the footsteps of Halloween and whatnot in recent years. I just... Again. Why? Again, it's fucking studio executives learning the wrong lessons from the success Scream. of other movies. Scream, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, there are some films that just, they're better as one film. Yeah. Like, Jurassic Park, not a damn person on this planet will say to you, if you ask them, what's your favourite Jurassic Park movie? Not a damn person will say anything other than, oh, Jurassic Park. Yeah. No one's favourite Jurassic Park movie is Jurassic World. And if it is, they're five years old. Like, all, and they all the sequels... All the sequels have fun things in them, but they are head and shoulders and chest and belly button below the original. Like, they, they, they are nowhere near as good as the first one, and everyone knows no. it, but we everyone all still kind of go it. to see new ones. Even it's the people really making weird. them know it. Like, they know. There is no way that the people involved in making Jurassic World, because there are some intelligent and talented people involved with making the, both of those movies, and I often honestly think the, um, the second Jurassic World movie was far better than the first. But I don't. Hmm. I don't think any of those people think they're making a film anywhere near as good, <clears throat> fit to even share a franchise with, regardless of whether it does or not. Fit to even share a franchise with the masterpiece that is the first Jurassic Park. But hey, yeah. it's the world we live in. We're getting Jurassic Park Dominion. Am I gonna see it? Yeah, I'm probably gonna fucking see it. Of course I am. What do you think I am? I'm not. I'm only human. I am only human and dinosaurs roaming around the world, like out there in the real world, interacting with the real thing. Like, you want me to see a T-Rex run right in a national park? Of course I'm going to go and see it. Of course I am. I am. You're, you're dangling being. the carrot of Laura Dern reprising her role yeah. as Dr. Ellie Sattler in front of me. Of course I'm going to check that out at the very least. I cannot. I cannot spurn the Dern. I can't Dude, do it. You can't spurn the Dern. I can't do it. You you cannot fail the Sam Neil. I love Sam Neil. I love Laura Dern. They're doing they're, they're back because they're characters from Jurassic Park. I'm gonna have to see it. You I'm cannot tune the Gold Bloom. No, no. But maybe I should. Who knows? But <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, I can't do it. Where do you stand currently on the Batman? Uh, cautiously optimistic. I think it's going to be. I think it could be, a, a, a new interesting take on the character. Mm-hmm. Well, for film, not for comics, because they've done everything they could ever want to do with the Batman in the comics. I, and they've overdone him so much that so many yeah. of the DC titles got cancelled this year, but more Batman ones got commissioned. More so comic fans Batman. are fucking sick of seeing Batman at the minute. Yeah. Um, oh dear. I think it's got a really interesting cast. I think what we've seen of it looks interesting. I hope it doesn't fall into the trap of trying to make it too gritty, like um, the uh, Nolan movies did. I think what we've seen of things like the Riddler and Penguin make me hopeful that we're not 
because I think mm. it is getting a bit more of the comic book silliness. Um, although obviously it's going to be quite a serious take on Batman. A, a, a little grimmer. A yes, little grimmer. A, little, but a not... grimmer take, but but hopefully not too self-serious. No. That would be nice. Um, I mean, the, the signs that it might be a little more... Um, family friendly than it's alluding to currently are the fact that there are so many fucking toys for this movie yeah there will be yeah. of di- of different kinds like we're talking aliens releasing freaking action figures mm. levels of wait what yeah there are oswald cobblepot toys coming out for this film oswald cobblepot. there are catwoman toys where she doesn't have a mask and the toy is called selena kyle yeah coming out for this movie that are for three and up. You know, like the Titan series, yeah. the the 12-inch action figures. Like, there's loads of them for this. Yeah. It's like, that. what? So you, you t- your child can now have a toy chest full of, like, gangsters and mobsters. I mean, if, if the child doesn't have a, a toy chest full of gangsters and mobsters, what are they doing? Um, Many things. Listen, it's really easy to get a full set of Dick Tracy action figures. They didn't sell. Plenty of them around. All oh, right, I thought you were going to suggest that you just take a gangster toy from now and just put its head near an f- open flame. For five <laughs> <minutes>. <laughs> Look, it's the Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy. Um, Fucking hell, um, that was. A do you know? What, do you know what? Do you know what happens if you put anything toward a flame? Um, the same it thing starts... that happens to everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. No, uh, it it crocs. Um, no, turning red. The Pixar Disney movie about the schoolgirl who turns into a giant red panda whenever she gets embarrassed. Um, the uh, premise of that alone, when I heard sure. this, was like, "That sounds stupid." Okay. Thing whatever. is, since hearing that stupid premise, I'm kind of like, "All right, yeah. <laughs> okay." Tell me, how more. are you going to do this? And it is a Pixar flick, so I'm, ah, yes, Pixar. I'm cautiously optimistic, but I just love the absolute absurdity of the premise of turning red, and it, it's coming out in March, so we could double bill that with Batman the same week. <laughs> yeah, that'll be an interesting pairing. Um, mm, I don't think either like a of us are looking, I don't think either of us are looking forward to Morbius. I mean, only so I can shit on Jared Leto some more. Yeah, I think we're definitely Morbiusly curious. Oh we? no. As to what um, the fuck this could be. Yeah, like, what's it going to be? What are they going to do with it? Is Jared Leto <laughs> going to be insufferable in it? Yes, because he's Jared Leto. That's what he does. Um, yeah, just... <laughs> nah. It's, it's one of those. It's difficult to sort of get any sort of uh, emotion about it one way or the other. Like, Speaking I, of... I find it uh, difficult to just give a fuck. Speaking of, can't wait to not go and see Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah talk about things I don't give a shit about. <laughs> Anything involving Harry Potter. Um, <gasps> but what about magic? Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Now this, I'm on yes. board for this. This is going to be a tasty morsel that I cannot wait to see with my own two nines. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, looks great. I what we say. We've all seen the tra- we've all seen the trailer now. Looks great. Next question. <laughs> what? Who else do you think? Who else do you think you're going to get in it? Who else do you think is going to rock up and, and pop in? And oh, I want everyone to rock up. I, I can't wait for everyone to rock up. Um, Loki. It wouldn't surprise me if Loki makes at least a cameo. Sylvie. Um, maybe Sylvie. Uh, we're we'll definitely getting America Chavez, obviously, because she's a big part of the movie. Um. I 
would not be surprised if Jonathan Majors turns up in some capacity. Mm, yeah, um, to start setting that seed in the cinematic releases. Yeah. Uh, I would imagine we probably see Shang or Kate or yeah. both. Um, again, just because of their interaction with Wong at the end of uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, <laughs> and I just want to see Benedict Wong be really good again. Because mm-hmm. I love him. Benedict Wong, man. We just Benedict want more, more of him in our life. Um, Eccles' own Benedict Wong. You can't um, go wrong with Benedict Wong. Hey, Top Gun Maverick is finally getting its release in May of Don't this year. Don't care. <clears throat> Next question. Followed very closely by the Bob's Burgers movie. Now, oh yeah, this could be good fun. You're a Bob's Burgers household yeah, over there. You two crazy look kids. At one of what one of my Christmas presents was. It's the Bob's <laughs> Burgers cookbook. There you go. The Bob's Burgers burger. Book. I'm making. I'm tonight. I am going to make. <laughs> The uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to to be making the new Baconings burger. Yeah, which is just you know the it's just, it's a classic burger, and then I'll move on to Eggers can't be cheeses burger, or a good Manchego Jeez. is hard to find burger, or the bet it all on black garlic burger. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> blondes have more fungus burger. Oh Jesus Christ! Is that the corn option? No, no, no there's mushroom burger. Um, <laughs> don't you for cheddar about me? Oh no! <laughs> oh. I kind of respect the level of awfulness of that pun, and I'm going, "Yep, we're not only going to print this, we're going to make it the name of a recipe." I know why the Cajun burger sings. <laughs> That's quite good as well. A leak of their own burger. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, yes, I'm, I'm quite optimistically uh, interested in the Boss Burger movie because I love that show. You filthy, filthy boy. Well, yeah. I hope it's everything you ever wanted and less. Uh, because May into June is full of shit. Uh, we've got oh. finally, finally the delayed release of the Black Phone, the new horror movie from Scott Derrickson. Yeah, like Scott Derrickson, like seeing Robert Cagle as a screenwriter. Intrigued. Uh, we have the Elvis film, um, about uh, funnily enough, Elvis Costello. Um, <clears throat> ah, no, Elvis Presley is played by Austin Butler. Um, this has been a uh, sort of touted one because it's the next one from Baz Luhrmann. So it's like, where the hell are they going with this? Oh, so it could be good. It could be Moulin Rouge. It could be good. It could be dreadful. Or it could be so dreadful that it bamboozles a whole generation of people into thinking it's good. Like Moulin Rouge. <laughs> um, like Moulin Rouge. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, we also have Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah, I'm going to see the it. Same week. I'm going to hate it, but I'm going to see it. <laughs> and we also have Lightyear. Um, intriguing I'll, two I'm Pixar movies in as many it. months yeah yeah. Uh, I, the, the trailer honestly the trailer's got me really really freaking interested yeah. Um, yeah I just hope they don't get too meta with it I don't want it to be meta <clears throat> yeah I want it to just I just want it to be a film about an astronaut just do a cool sci-fi movie about an astronaut and yeah. then give us give us a mid credit scene or something where like the toys are watching it and going oh that's cool so that's what no, you're based on no I don't even want that I don't want it <laughs> don't do that 
right. Do that. I'm okay. going to have to kill someone. Well, maybe don't kill anyone just yet because you mm. want to be out of jail in time for July's Thor Love and Thunder. I do! <laughs> Baby! Just to remind everyone of the cast of this bad boy. Have you seen the leaked oh. images of Thor, uh, Valkyrie, and uh, Jane Foster Thor oh, uh, this week? Oh, yes. Mer- merchandise leaked images. The costumes look fucking incredible. Oh, yes. So just to reiterate, Chris Hemsworth as Thor, Tessa yes. Thompson as Valkyrie, yes. Natalie Portman as Jane Foster slash the Mighty Thor. Yes. Um, Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. Yes. Uh, Chris Pratt as Star-Lord. Uh, Jamie Alexander as Sif. Yes. Pom Clementif as Mantis. Yes. <laughs> Dave Batista as Drax the Destroyer. Yes. Karen Gillan as Nebula. Yes. Sean Gunn as Kraglin. Yeah! I can't Jeff, do it anymore. Jeff Goldblum as the Grandmaster. Yes! Vin Diesel as Groot. Um, okay. Didn't... We didn't get um, uh, Bradley Thingy there, did we? No, Rocket's mute. That's weird. Huh. Uh, additionally, Watiti's reprising his role as Korg. Yeah! Matt Damon, Sam Neill, and Luke he- Luke Hemsworth are also reprising their roles of the Asgardian actors. I will give you three, yeah, two years out of three for that one. Um, okay, fair enough. <laughs> was that was that was that for Luke Hemsworth and Sam Neill? Babe? Yes, yes. <laughs> um, yes, it was. They will they will also be appearing alongside Melissa McCarthy as an actress playing Hella. <laughs> sure, sure. I think that's a fine use of Melissa McCarthy for a group for a comedy cameo. Sure. And Ben Falcone in an undisclosed role. Russell Crowe as Zeus. Sure. Um, uh, and singer Jenny Morris and actor Simon Russell Beale have been cast in undisclosed Ooh, roles. Ooh, Simon Russell Beale. Mm. I wonder what he could be. Very, very good question. Um, Simon Russell Beale. But that's, yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. I mean, when you get a theatrical actor, it's because you're usually going to make them make them up under heavy CGI or prosthesis to do something really big and weird. So we'll see. Um, That is a big ass cast. That is a big ass cast. Uh, (coughs) What else coming out? Black Adam, same month. Could be interesting. I'm intrigued. I want to see some more. I want to see an actual trailer, but you know, you've got the Justice Society of America in it. Like I am color me intrigued. That you've got the the freaking uh, the JSA in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. True. With Noah Centino as Atom Smasher, Aldis Hodge as Hawkman, Sarah Shahai as uh, Adriana Tomaz, um, Quintessa Swindle as Cyclone, and Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate. <clears throat> so, like, I am. Oh, apparently, Intergang will appear in the movie as well. Sure, sure. Why not? All right, that's pretty cool. We're getting to that point now. We're getting to that point in the DCEU where they're going, should we start using more obscure stuff? Let's do it. Fuck it. Why not? Pierce Bronholm. Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're a Stephen King fan. I am. You're a big Stephen King fan. It's been said. <sighs> Salem's Lot is coming out on September the 9th. Much reason to get excited about a Salem's Lot adaptation. Uh, who's doing it? It is directed by and written by Gary Doberman, who co-wrote It and It Chapter 2. 
Could be good. Um, and directed Annabelle Comes Home. Mm. Oh, Is he was all, he was one, also though? writer and executive producer on Swamp Thing, which was real fucking good. Okay, all right. Is Anna, oh. Isn't Annabelle Comes Home the good Annabelle? Uh, no, Annabelle Creations the good Annabelle. Oh, that's, okay. the one, that's the one directed by David F. Sandberg. Right, cool. Then, yeah. I, th- I, th- I think. <laughs> God. Could go either way. Uh, what the fuck? There's a Puss in Boots movie coming out. Yeah, there's a Puss in Boots movie coming out. I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah. Mission Impossible 7, another this has taken 18 years to get made uh, movies coming out. Um, sure. I mostly just want it because I want more Hayley Atwell in my life. I mean, don't we all? Don't we all? We all do. Halloween ends in October. Yep. <clears throat> Let's hope so. <laughs> but also in October, which feels weird, it feels like it should be a Christmas release, is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Yep. Uh, well, I mean, what, what more can we say about that that hasn't already been said? We adored into the spider-verse mm. we're getting more yeah sign me up is a ray as jessica drew slash spider-woman love it jake johnson back as peter b parker yeah um hayley steinfeld uh, going back to her first superhero was yeah. gwen stacy slash spider-woman um shamik moore as miles morales obviously yeah uh, and top billing oscar isaac as miguel o'hara which I'm surprised. Well, I mean, when I'm Oscar like... Isaac's in your movie, you put him on the top villain, don't you? Yeah, that's true. That's how, that's, that's, true. How the, that's how the business works, baby. What do the villains going to be? I wonder if they're just going to flat out do the inheritors and just be like, sod it, it's Morloon. Here we go. Let's just do it. It's a vampire mm. who wants to fucking eat you all, and that's why you have to get together. Right, a vampire who wants to fuck and eat you all. Well. <laughs> Speaking of uh, get fucked, Ezra Miller um, <laughs> returns in... And I, I'm so surprised with how far away this is. November's The Flash. Don't care. Isn't it weird to think that the so first weird. movie... Isn't it weird to think that the first movie about The Flash has fuck all to do with The Flash and is a big multiverse-like story? That's so strange to me. Isn't it weird that there's a Flash movie coming out and we're both like... And? Uh, well, we're both, we're both feeling exactly the same way as every other person on the planet. Yeah. Which is, we're excited about um, Supergirl... Yeah. Uh, as played by uh, Sasha Kale. Mm. Um, and we're excited by the weird notion of Michael Keaton's Batman returning. Yes. Um, they've confirmed that this film will ignore the events of the subsequent Bat movies after returns. Okay. So, thus confirming that now, as far as like franchise jurisdiction is concerned, Batman and Batman Returns are a separate series from Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Cool. Answering the question no one had. Um, <laughs> that's a lie. People care about that shit, don't they? Yeah. Do you know what else we care about? What? Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Oh, um, this ah, this <clears throat> I'm nervous about. I'm so nervous. I because, am nervous about this. Because um, Lupita Nyong'o is not the lead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I Letitia mean, it's difficult, Wright is, in, it? is the lead of this fucking movie. How can, um, how can you... It's diff, it is difficult to do a Black Panther without the Black Panther. And I know mm. it's a legacy title, but... Uh, I don't... Have, you seen, have you seen the internet's in complete, like, unity this last week over... We just, don't want guys, right, yeah. Just, no, no, the other one. Guys, just recast... Just recast. Like, it sucks we don't have Chadwick. 
but let the character live on. I don't know. I... Like may- maybe take a film out with the character, but then bring them back. Like just let the let let someone else play the role because they've now seen the alternative, which is Letitia Wright, massive anti-vaxxer, massive Trump conspiracy theorist believer, yeah. like um, like like massive election fraud um believer, like. Her being in the lead, I think everyone's collectively gone, yeah, no, just recast Black Panther, yeah, recast no. T'Challa, please, for the love of fuck, recast T'Challa so we can carry on with him as the lead character. Um, I don't know, man. I, I feel my heart goes out to to uh, Ryan Coogler and everyone working on it to make it work and, and find that right balance, but fuck me, it's going to be difficult. Yeah, we also get the yeah. int- introduction of Riri Williams and Ironheart in that film. So, this is you true. Know. This is true. There's hopefully there's there's hopefully light at the end of that there tunnel. Uh Creed three, uh this time directed by Michael B. Jordan himself. Yeah, all right. All right. Um is coming out. Uh that'll all be right. interesting. Yeah, I can dig that. Uh, I like both after, of those first two ones. A week after Black Panther as well, so mm. um really? uh Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. I can't wait to not watch that. Yeah. Um <laughs> Uh, release the digitally remove Amber Heard cut please it's a shame because I really enjoyed the first Aquaman yeah really enjoyed it Um, fucking hell (laughs) again not to the same um, degree as Venom like yeah because it's actually a competently made movie but like just tons of fun just tons of fun Um, that first one the big Christmas release next year is period drama Babylon Wow, um, which has got a huge fucking cast of very mixed cast: Diego Calva, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, um, Lee Jun Lee, Joven Adipo, Catherine mm. Waterson, Max Minghella, Flea, Samara Weaving, Lucas Haas, oh, yeah, Rory right, Scovel, right. Eric Roberts, Mark Francis, <laughs> PJ Byrne, Damon <laughs> Gupton, Olivia <laughs> Wilde, Spike <laughs> Jones, Phoebe Tonkin, Toby Maguire, Jean Smart, <laughs> Chloe Feynman, and fucking Jeff Garland of all people. Sure, um, sure. I love a bit of Jeff Garland, but I'm like, what is this? Um, that's the big Christmas release next year. <coughs> alongside two other films one which people have dreamed about for 30 years but ruined by some shit casting in the lead yeah <clears throat> in the form of untitled mario film oh god and one which no one's been waiting for for the last 12 years but has being insisted upon us james cameron's avatar 2 I've rewatched Avatar again recently. It and then you remains... went, hang on. Oh, I thought I thought the colour on the TV was just wrong. This is Dances with Wolves. You <laughs> took it out. <clears throat> and you put Avatar back in and you were like, I don't remember it being a musical. Wait, no, hang on. This I'm... is Pocahontas. And you took that DVD out. And then I was you... thinking, I much preferred this story when it was The Last Samurai. Because um, mm-hmm. at least that has Billy Connolly in it. Agreed. And Ken Watanabe. Um, love Ken Watanabe. Love Ken Watanabe. Love that Watanabe for should you. Be a more thing. Um, isn't it weird to think that the end of the year is a bit of a damp squib? <laughs> I mean, years, isn't it? Years are, years are damp squibs. Dampy, right. dampy, dampy squib been, squibs. I've been 
self-medicating with some Queer Eye on Netflix. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Just makes everything better. <coughs> Aha! Wonderful um, As far as TV's concerned, I'm intrigued by the upcoming Doctor Who specials. I'm, I'm curious as to where yes, it's going to go. we're going to get the end of Jodie. And the, the, the introduction to Cody. I don't know who the, that is. The I'm just wonderful, saying words. Uh, re- <clears throat> the wonderful uh, uh, culmination of the Yasmin and 13 romance. Um, yeah. It's happening. Yeah. It's happening. You can't change my mind. Uh, so. They're going fuck. Um, yes, that's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, new series of Ghosts is already in production. That makes me happy. If you have Ghosts, do you have everything? Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, you do. Isn't it weird that that's one of like Ghost's biggest hits and it's a cover? Yeah. <laughs> they do some cracking covers, though. They do, to be fair. To be fair, to be yeah, sure, to be sure. Every man's a fucking banger. <clears throat> Banging. I think, I, I think that's one of the few that I actually, as much as I do like the Eurythmics original, I, <laughs> I need fucking Lennox. Yeah. And um, their cover event of Sandman did it for the Blacklist is very is pretty good as well. Well, Sandman is one of the TV series coming out this year to oh, Netflix. Of course. I, am in, I am intrigued by. I am intrigued will it, by. Will it. it be able to top the recent and ongoing Audible adaptation? I've though, listened to a bit of that, and that's pretty fucking good. Pretty fucking great. Yeah. Like, so Sarah Edgerton actually makes a pretty good Constantine. Yeah. Yes, he goddamn does. Um, just yeah, it's it's like I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Yeah. yeah. Um. <clears throat> over on the the Disney Plus, uh, we are getting a few more Marvel shows in the forms of Moon Knight, which Moon Knight, I'm looking I'm forward to. So intrigued by She Hulk, which I think is the top of my list. I yeah, She Hulk. Just I'm so so down for that. Remember, she's not starring in it, but she's no. totally starring in it. Um, <laughs> uh, she's had to Garfield the shit out of everybody. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so Moon Knight is six episodes. She-Hulk is ten. The longest yes. of all the series so far. Uh, Secret Invasion, uh, yes. which is a six mini starring uh, Samuel Jackson, um, uh, Ben Mendelsohn. Um, Amelia Clark. Uh, if I remember correctly, Amelia Clark and Olivia Coleman. Oh. Um, Killian Scott, Christopher McDonald, Carmen Ijogo. Uh, and Kobe Smulders as Maria Hill. And a partridge in a pear tree. <clears throat> bing, um, bing. Oh, and Kingsley Benadir has been cast as the lead villain. Ooh. Uh, so, got a nice mix of stuff going on in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, then after that, we have Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel, baby. Yep, yeah, really which looking is, forward to that. Which is a tight six, and I am very intrigued as to where mm-hmm. they're going to go with it. Hmm. Um, and how long they'll be able to cover up an obvious Brie Larson cameo and um, <laughs> and then toward the end of the year the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special see so, I'm, I really want to see more Guardians of the Galaxy but I don't want to see Chris Pratt's face anymore well you'll be happy to know that Chris Pratt is in it but also Zoe Saldana Dave Batista, Vin Diesel Bradley Cooper Karen Gillan and Pom Clementine are yeah. all showing up in it like everyone else I'm there for but Chris Pratt's just made a real prav himself over the last couple of years. Um, oh. What? Oh, Vin Diesel may have just fucking given away what it was about in an oh. interview. <laughs> Good one, Vin. Well, but he's got to try and stay relevant, <clears> hasn't he? 
in itself, did you see his recent petty attempt to get The Rock to sign on oh, to Fast and Furious 10? God, no. What's he on about now? He did an Instagram post where like they're looking at each other and you can tell it's been photoshopped that Vin is slightly taller than Dwayne Johnson. God. Because he, he's one of those people who posts weird fan arts all the time. Yeah. But it's a post tagging him basically saying, like, it's time to come home, brother. Like, we've always wanted to make this last fast movie the most special one it can be and we need you in it. No one else can play Hobbs. Let's get you on board. Let's do this. And this is after years of them being kind of really standoffish with each other. Yeah. And Dwayne Johnson did an interview last week for someone else was asked about it. He went, yeah, he says it kind of sucks that it got to that because we talked earlier this year and decided that, no, I'm definitely not coming back and that's fine. And I want to leave while I've, I've had a good time with that family and, and that, you know, that team that makes those movies. And the fact that he's like bringing this up on social media is sort of pathetic. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I don't think this beef of theirs is is for publicity. I think no. it's, I think it's Vin Diesel's a fucking obnoxious prick, and Dwayne Johnson's just having to be very polite and go, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yes. Um, <clears throat> but Vin Diesel says that the special is about Groot's return to his home of Planet X. Sure. <clears throat> Which, considering it's all. Uh, not so subtle homage to the Star Wars holiday special. Actually, is, makes sense. It's kind of apt. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll meet Groot's friends, Grooty, Grooty, and Grooty, and they're all going to watch porn on a holograph machine and all the other things that happened in the Star Wars holiday special. And itchy and lumpy, like fucking the itchy and scratchy and lumpy I show. It. I hate it. You loved it though, didn't you? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's great. Yeah. The Star Wars Holiday Special is classic. It's just horrifying. You... So those are the guaranteed 2022 MCU shows. Um, mm. Ironheart is TBA, but considering that's what four series and a special, mm. like I think that's more than acceptable for a 2022 release. Uh, is it? Is it though? Is it? Dull? I think what. What If was down for more episodes, uh, and the second season is currently in production, but whether it'd be mm. finished before 2022, no idea. Um, mm. So yeah, uh, holy shiz biscuits. Um, three MCU movies this year, Doctor Strange, Thor, and Black Panther, all sequels. Um, Interesting. <clears throat> as far as like games and stuff are concerned. Horizon Forbidden West. Yes, 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 yes. Very intrigued for that. Glad it's coming out on uh, the PlayStation 4 and not just PS5, although whether that will change or not, I don't know. Because I, I still don't know how doable... How, I don't want <laughs> studios to start holding back development of games so they have so they can still run on old hardware. Um, but I understand that at the same time, you want it to be as accessible as possible. Yeah, and Wait. also not everyone's managed to get hold of your yeah. new hardware yet. And this is why it kind of sucks because I want <clears> I want people to be able to use all the resources at their disposal, but I but yeah, I don't want it to be to affect the sort of accessibility of of the media. So it's yeah. it's a tough one, isn't it? I um, think there I think there is a happy in between, like um, like your Mars Morales, for example, that like absolutely is made to be played on the new stuff and, and, and shines on the new thing. Yeah. But still services the older generation at the same time. But mm. I know what you mean. It's like, okay, we're in the second year. We're approaching, um, you know, the, the second year later this year of the new current generation's life. 
So can we now see stuff that is just for this, please? Because at the minute, there is no... If it's just the experience of the game that you want, there is no incentive to buy the current generation. Unless you want to play Returnal or Rift Apart. Because everything else has a PS4 or Xbox um, One counterpart. Or Demon's so. Souls. Yeah, but that's a re... That's a sort of remaster, isn't it? It's a remake. It's a ground-up remake of the oh. PS3. Yeah, but uh, why would anyone want to play Demon's Souls? And I say that to someone who plays and enjoys Demon's Souls. Why would you <laughs> want to do that? Like, why would you... Why are you like, I want to relax. I know. I'll play this thing that's going to beat my fucking ass. I don't know. I don't know why you'd want to do that. I'm Salty. not so... I'm not Salty a Souls minx. guy. Are you a Soul brother? I, I'm terrible at Souls games. I've tried. I have tried. <laughs> tried really hard to play through Bloodborne. And it just kicks my ass. Whipped your every tushy. Time. Oh, I'll tell you a game that came out uh, in 2021 that was really good. Oh, I yeah. Mention. Resident Evil Village. Yes. And as you said that, a thousand genitalia reacted compl- at the mere thought of Lady Demetres. I completely forgot about Resident <laughs> Evil Village, and I had such great time with it as well. And at least one set of genitals hearing this reacted to the thought of the fish guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it takes all sorts. It does take all sorts. So it doesn't surprise me. Speaking of all sorts, is, is there any emails you want to get to this week? Or yeah, let's do them. Let's do them. Let's Might do as well it. do them while we're here. Hit so, it. Punch um, it, Jerry. Here we go. <laughs> let's get in the old... Uh, this one comes in from Mike Hussey. He says, Dear Prime member, your annual subscription for Norton 360 has been renewed and updated successfully. They charged them... We don't have... We don't have a Norton. Uh, this one comes in from oh God. someone else. Why are we being charged for Norton 360? No, no, I jest. So, this one <laughs> this one comes in from uh, Someone's got to get charged for Norton 360. I know, right? So this hey, one James. From James uh, says, my manly man beasts. <laughs> oh. I'm back for part two of my Big Damn Month series. But first, I'm going to pick some bones, inquire on the mystery, and search for cavity. On the Twitter, you posted 287 down, 13 to go. What does this mean? Other than being nearly 300, is that just the milestone? Or are you ending the podcast there? <laughs> you are scaring me. I must know the truth. Unless you've already told us I'm a few episodes behind. You'll find out when we find out. Um... So- <laughs> and also, when reading my last email, you referenced the Green Cross Code Man. Made me laugh as my grandfather was at school with David Prowse. <laughs> it's a small world after all. Brilliant. Um, now back to our scheduled programming. The French Dispatch. A violent choir boy gang was enough to make me love it. Sure. So, <laughs> it's Wes Anderson in it, so it depends on what you... If you're in the mood for Twee, I imagine you'll really dig it. You've got to be in the mood for it. I'm in the mood for Twee. Um... Eternals made me sad, but I think that was intentional. It was a good sad. Biggest problem, I just didn't feel excited like in other Marvel films. I was in it, but not as invested as normal. Can't explain it. I did like it, though. Um, Venom. <laughs> Let there be carnage. Like Simon Pegg has the Phantom Menace in space. Chris has Venom, Avi Arad, and Woody Harrelson. That is my observation. 
had fun with the film, but it was one of the worst experiences I've had in the cinema for the usual reasons. Yeah, fair. Um, <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife. I don't care about anyone's opinions, but Matt's, he is right. It was just some delicious fun. Although I do get the criticism to, the, to some extent agree. It was just too fun for me to care. I think it is just on the right side of the Force Awakens meter. Um, ghosts make me cry, but why wasn't he sucked into the trap too? Good point. Actually, oh my God, that's a really good point. I know. I was thinking the same thing. And you know why? <clears throat> Rule of sentimentality. Um, <laughs> house, house. Sentiment, sentimentality armour. He was wearing sentimentality armour. Yes. <laughs> Uh, House of Gucci, which yeah, I've not sure. seen. I hate Jared Leto. He is my least favourite actor of them all, other than that it was fine. <laughs> uh, but that's not all. Join me for part three next time. Have a positively delectable week from a Gucci who is so loud, so annoying, so Jared Leto, I mean James. Um, <laughs> cool. And this, one, this next one comes in from Ian. It says, the time has come. Ian's email read. To talk of other things, of shows and scripts and cinema trips, of movies entertaining. But before I start pontificating, I must take a moment to mention a few non-2021 films I caught up on which deserve to be included. Shazam! Anna and the Apocalypse! The Raimi Spider-Man trilogy! I've also got a question about The Eternals. Ages ago, Matthew explained the reason why Richard Madden has the flap on his costume. (laughs) Why do you think kilts were invented? Speaking of Scottish... <laughs> Could you imagine? We had the first sex scene in Eternals. What if we'd had the first bollock flash? Oh, man. Love it. Um, love a bollock flash. <laughs> Speaking of Scottish dicks... In 3D! Uh, Favourite TV shows of 2021. And this just proves that Ian watches way more TV than either of us do. Uh, Loki Season 1. Annika Season 1. Chucky Season 1. WandaVision, Solar Opposite Season 2, Centaur World Seasons 1 and 2, Love, Death and Robot Season 2, Star Trek Lower Decks Season 1 and 2, What We Do in the Shadows Season 3. Oh shit, we didn't that. even mention that. That yeah. was fucking great. That was fucking great. That was really, um, really good. The Mysterious... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you wank your way, I'll wank mine. Um, the Mysterious Benedict Story. I became one. a vampire to drink blood and fuck forever. <laughs> Don't touch that Guillermo, it's too much for your young cock. <laughs> I'm just fucking uh, playing the Toast of London theme on the piano. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> anyway, um Fuck it. And oh and the, the episode where Cave and Novak impersonates the rest of the cast. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll but, never know if they meant to dub or not. <laughs> yeah, who could say? Who could say? Um I'm excited for in 2022. <clears throat> The Batman, yes. Peacemaker, yes. <laughs> Dairy Girls Season 3, yes. Yes. Hocus Pocus 2, yeah. yeah. Nightmare Alley, yeah, that could be good. Yeah. New Guillermo del Toro movie. Yeah. Oh, directed, though. I believe so. If, if he's directing it, I'm, I'm all ears. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when he produces midwife... stuff, it's not a guarantee. <laughs> Call the Midwife Season 11. Uh, I think that's the first time that show's ever been mentioned ever on this podcast. And it will be the last. Netflix stop motion <laughs> film, The House. All of the Marvel Disney Plus stuff and Star Wars Disney Plus stuff. And Across the Spider-Verse, part one. 
Oh, 2021, the email bowed. It's been a mediocre time. As it was over now, just like this <clears throat> rhyme. Yes, it has indeed been a mediocre, mediocre time. And with that, we're going to wish you a happy mediocre week until we see you again for some more mediocre podcasting. Mediocre um, content. <laughs> Mediocre. Um, Mediocre. Yes. Thank you for continuing to support our continued mediocrity. You can, as always, hear more from us at Big Damn Cast on Twitter. You can get in touch with us at BigDamnContact at gmail.com. You can, if you really want to support this mediocrity, do so at patreon.com forward slash Big Cast. And in the meantime, we'll see you when we see you. Which will be never because it's an audio show. Um, yeah, so, that's how this works, kids. Yeah, we can't see you when you watch us. That's not how this works. You see us, we don't see you. It's a one-way thing. It's, what actually happens? We record it in advance, and then we deliver it. Play to the music. You once play the music. Play the music. Play the music. Guy plays the music. Live. Play the music. That's not how this works. I don't know if you know that. I'll go play the music. <laughs> <laughs>